this was like a small, medium, and large bowl of piping hot diarrhea. And I get to eat them all! Some of us have beards, too. It's the only way we can hide the chins. Ah, you bastard, the DVD! You're just licking the tip of it. You're just licking the tip. I'm cupping the balls. I'm cupping the balls. You're so angry right now. I'm feeling a dance number coming on. We'll just pre-show. How's it going? How are oh, you? good, good. Oh, I feel like there was something I wanted. Oh, oh, you. Who did you go see Pet Cemetery with? Steve. Oh, that's right. Your best friend in the world. You go see movies with. Ah. Well, while you guys are slumming it in the the lowbrow community of of art and and whatever, guess who I'm going to see highbrow art with. My good buddy, Steve. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Me and Steve went to a, uh, an, an, a dance and music oh, oh. R- recital. Yeah. I was, was going to say, if you went to see a movie with him, I was going to say, you fucker. <laughs> oh, what? That you're offended uh, by that. <laughs> stay away from my mandates. <laughs> uh, yes, we stumbled across <laughs> each other at uh, my kid's recital. <laughs> My kid was in a, a choir program, and his nieces and nephews were in a similar dance and uh, shenanigan recital. <laughs> and we all crossed paths at the same location. <laughs> it was pretty so, funny. Did you talk to him, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> crossed I, streams. and yeah. Oh, exactly. I said, hey, yeah. I, I told him, I said, be glad this isn't uh, just a pure... Uh, the dance recitals that usually go with it's usually girls and there's a couple of guys, but they're the, the dance things. Cause Addie was in that when she was real little and we went to one of those and it was, I was there for three hours and we left at the halfway point. I'm, what? I'm not even joking. Those little girl dance recital things are six hours long. Why? Because each of them are involved in a different routine and they do like, well, here's the routine of third graders, fourth grader, fifth grader, sixth grader. Then they start over with the, here's the second routine of the third grader, fourth grader, fifth grader, sixth grader. Oh, dude. I, I, <sighs> Oh, you can call me a bad parent if you want, but the, the next time it came up, we had another kid. Thank God. And I was like, I'm going to stay home with Holden. I got to watch him. Like he can't, he can't sit there for that long, so I'll stay home and watch him. I, I can't. I cannot do it. Uh, did, did that work though? That that. Uh, oh that yeah. Little, okay. Oh, oh, of course. Uh, luckily, this was a not a money making situation. Like that was a, a dance school thing. So they, you know, and and for each one of those routines they have to change clothes so the people that are heavily involved in that have to buy a different dress for each individual th- there there are people that spend thousands of dollars on this stuff and no luckily she was out of it very quickly yeah. lost interest uh but yeah. for uh, th- uh this particular thing it's a oh, how do i put it they were doing a fundraiser and raising money to uh, to get their own space is what they've been doing for the last year or so. And it's a 
it's a grassroots artistic thing. So they hustled shit along and it, I mean, we were in there for 90 minutes. It was. No, that's not bad. And the, like the lighting was awesome and it had real production value and it was actually kind of interesting. I, we were nobody. I wasn't bored. Uh, it was cool. I dug it. No, I didn't. I would rather have been home watching a shitty VHS movie. But as far but as all th- all things considered, yeah, yeah. As far as painful children's things that you have to do as a parent, it was pretty painless. So, yeah. and I got to see Steve and talk to all his brothers. They were all there too because all their kids were involved in these things. That's why Steve was there. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm happy to report that Steve and I are going to go watch The Curse of La Llorona. Sure, that's what it's called. Something like uh, that on Thursday. Night. So you're invited, but thank you. Yep, we're seven o'clock at the XD screen up <sighs> here at Tinseltown. We're gonna, I'm gonna take the kids to karate, come back, scarf down some food, and off to the movies I go. And and you know, well, if I was single, I would probably make that oh, yeah. drive. But uh, married and kids, and I, mean, I get home at four or five o'clock. I'm not turning around and driving to Canton. Yeah, or no, my, I get my it. other option would be to leave work and go kill two hours in Canton and wait for you guys to show up. Like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could go get a foofy drink at a Starbucks and sit there and sip on that for a couple hours. Maybe. Sure. Hey, I'm going to yeah. watch a movie uh, in, in a couple of weeks down at my house. Do you want to drive down here and kill two hours and then watch a movie with me? Not at all. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> and that's where we are with our friendship. And that's why we have a Skype show. <laughs> That's life, folks. That's life. That is married life with kids. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. It's, I'm just glad that Steve comes up here and, you know, he's – he actually – he went to watch uh, Hellboy last night. He texted me kind of a last-minute thing, but I had karate, so I, I couldn't go. But he's like, I'm up, up here watching Hellboy if you want to join me. I'm like, if it wouldn't have been for karate, I would have. But with the amount of shit that movie is getting thrown at it – I, I would have gone if I could have, but I'm not running out to watch that movie at this point. That's a that's a Netflixer. Did he text you a review? Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Oh, curious. Very curious. Yeah. But uh that like during that whole transaction, I'm like, hey, but you know, Thursday night I might be available for the Curse of Lull of whatever it's called. Yeah. So he said yes, and I guess I didn't even know that movie is a part of the uh is it the Conjuring universe, I believe? So like that might that might actually make a little bit of bank. I think that's gonna probably, well, not probably. It's gonna do way better than the Hellboy movie did. Did you pick it? In the... No. Okay. It was one that I was trying to pick. I mean, estimates right now are for a possible twenty-five million dollar opening. I'm like, what? Wow. I was trying. Maybe I'm not sure if I picked it or not. I was trying to pick it. It was high on my list, and then I think it got snagged right before it got to my turn. Hmm. La la Lorana. Honestly, like, I, I get that that's, I think, a real, like, curse type thing or whatever. Like, in real life, that's a thing. But those movies that are hard to pronounce, like, I, as an executive, I'd be like, hmm. Now, is that gonna, like, there's gonna be a lot of people that come up to the box office to buy tickets to, like, The Curse of Lull, whatever it's called, or whatever. And I, you know, us, us silly Americans, we need our shit, you know, you're not wrong. I, I know what you're saying. You're not wrong. It, Linda Cardellini is, is headlining that, though. She's awesome. Like it should have just been you know, the, the curse, the devil's curse. Yeah, there you go. It, it, yeah, demonic something curse. Dumb. Yeah, something very 
Brainless. <laughs> well, the tagline is, uh, she wants your children, so... No, the child wants her. There you go. The child, the curse of is the child she... wants her. <laughs> is she taking nominations or uh, donations? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, she's going to get Steven I's donations on Thursday night, so there's that. I meant for children. Because uh, <laughs> might have a couple that she can... Uh, oh, that's the joke. Okay. Uh, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> great. Okay. Uh, are you ready to go to the roulette? Um, anything else you want to bitch about? Well, yeah. Let's see. If, is there anything I should be... How's karate? About? Good. It's jujitsu week, so... Um, that sucks. Yep. That's always... Awful. Muscle pulling and tap out inducing fun. Um, actually, last night my the guy that I usually am sparring with, he's an older gentleman. He's really good. He's he's a tough dude. He wasn't there, so I got saddled up with another kid. Which it's fine. He's a younger like a younger teen. He's he, kind of a wet noodle. I'm like, come on, dude, bring it. You're a blue belt and I'm a yellow belt, and I like I feel like I I'm not trying to hand your ass to you, but like, come on, man. And finally, finally, because we were doing takedowns and tap outs and stuff like that, finally I'm like, hey, um, <clears throat> hey, could I talk to my instructor? I'm like, you know, Mr. Mosser, could I, could I, like, I'm really wanting to, to master this move. Can I get uh, Mia to help me out with this? And she's the, she's the teen girl that, like, whips your ass, whips my ass. <laughs> and, um, and so he, he's like, yeah, sure. So she, and she knows that, when when we're doing this stuff that she brings it and uh and so this other kid saddled up with the partner she was with and then she you know we were doing our jujitsu stuff and oh my lord dude i mean i it's impressive to be a younger age and be that strong uh especially when you got you know i'm kind of strong and i mean like it's She's got me tapping out and trying to break her holds it's it's impressive like I love that how those forms really work and how it's like, okay, are you ready? And then all of a sudden my arm is like behind my back and my other arm is out here being pulled up over my head. And I'm like, I'm okay. You're ruining tomorrow. You're tomorrow. I'm shot. I can tell my muscles are going in directions. They shouldn't and tap out. Okay. I'm done. I'm good. And it's great. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it though. I, uh, very little, if any negative, my, honestly, the only bitching I would have about it is my boys are now yellow belts and uh, the class that they are in is an earlier class to where there is a lot of really young kids and this type of sport uh, my wife and I are already telling there's I don't want to say troubled kids but there's kids with some issues yeah. that their parent obviously their parents like hey they need disciplinary whatever and they karate. Let's take them to karate. Let's get them into mixed martial arts, which is great. But sometimes the class is really big, like maybe 15 to 20 kids with one instructor. And uh, some of the higher belts will help, but all it takes is like a couple troubled kids to be partnered up with our boys. And it's a complete shit show to where Lucas is frustrated because he's not getting anything out of it because the kid that he saddled up with is acting like literally acting like John Cena. Like, Someone, please stop this kid from trying to knee my kid in the head. And I told, I told Lucas, I'm like, you're learning this stuff. I do it on him. Block his, block that shit and take him down. Yeah. That's what you're, you know, and then raise your hand and say, teacher, this kid with ADHD is trying to knee me in the head like John Cena or whatever. And he's kept keeping on saying, you can't see me. Like, it's fucking karate. It's not WWE, dude. Yeah, right. Like, 
So anyway, it it, oh, it frustrates me. And especially like after class sometimes, I'm like, where's the parent of this kid? You should be reaming this kid's ass right now because he was dicking off for, you know, we're paying good money for this and your kid is fucking around and it's ruining my kid's experience trying to see a bitch, bitch, bitch. I, and, the, and well, that kid's parent is, is somewhere going, watching WWE going, yeah, show, holding uh-huh. up a sign. Yeah. Or not my problem for an hour. Like, right. yeah, it's, he's, he, your kid is my kid's problem. I mean, my, especially Lucas, he's been really frustrated because he's really trying to get this stuff. And then he gets kids that are, you know, either too rough. Like some of the kids are rough and not wanting to learn the, the art form. Instead, they want to, you know, they're just being too rough. And then there's the other kids that literally are just dicking off. And if the instructors see them, they will take care of it. But when you get a lot of kids in there, it's right. like herding cats sometimes. So anyway. I understand. Um, I, hey, I had that situation in the yard yesterday. I we got some new neighbors with some kids that are a little rougher than my boys and, uh, you know, staggered a couple years older mm-hmm. and I, Corbin starts screaming. So I got on the trampoline. I'm like, what's up? And we have established with the new neighbors, uh, as far as kids go, the neighborhood rules. Yeah. Your kids in our yard, it's our rules. We're going to yell at your kid. Yeah. And if you don't like that, Tough shit. Keep your kid and, at home. Yeah, we will send him home. And and the parents have said, please do, please. They have been very much on board and on the same page. Okay. Well, then my kid is screaming. Go out. And I asked the neighbor kid, well, what happened? Well, I gave him a corn dog. Like, okay, what's that? <laughs> oh, well, that's where you grab him by the sh- shoulders on the back, and then you knee them in the the butt. I'm like. <sighs> Yeah, don't don't do that on the trampoline, and don't do that to anyone ever, for yeah. any reason. And yeah. his dad happened to be walking over. I'm like, oh great, here we go. And he <laughs> goes, "What happened?" And I go, "Hey, why don't you tell him what happened? What happened? You gave him a what? I played dumb a little bit. I gave him a corn dog. Oh, what's that? Well, it's kind of where you grab him by the wrists and you kind of lightly tap their butt with your foot. And I said, that's not what you told me." And the, the, his brother was like, yeah, that's not what you said at all. And <laughs> totally, totally ratted the kid out. And he was like, yeah, you guys are done. Come in the house. And I was like, yep, good, good deal. So at least the parents are on board. Yeah. Uh, but man, some kids just don't get it. Like, yeah. you don't, I know. why are you so, r-? and the kid's a couple of, you know, he's a couple years younger. Why are you being so rough? Uh, little, littler yeah. kid. It, it, it's a, we're at 15 minutes. Bitch sesh no. going too long. Yeah. Uh, I, just to end, to end that, I just, my, my thing is we are, everybody is paying good money. This is, this is not cheap. Uh, and so this is a, an expensive thing, but they are learning. And so when I see dicking off, especially because my kids at this point, they don't. The, the boys, I, I, I'm bragging about the kids right now. They are pretty respectful at this point. They bow when they're supposed to bow. They yell when they're supposed to yell. They are learning this. And when there's other kids that are not and they get saddled up with them, it's, it's money being flushed down the toilet. But I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that they get to the point to where they can start coaching these kids a little bit themselves or be good enough to where they can, now they start just doing these moves on the kids that are screwing around and say, I had to take this kid down because he was trying to knee me in the head. And can I please be with someone else? Honestly, this is actually in the long run, a good thing. And it may be really rough right now, but in the long run, it'll be a good thing because you should never be playing 
uh, well, was when it comes to training for sports or martial arts or whatever, you should never be playing with people on your own level. You should always be wanting to play with people above your level because yeah. it will make you harder and tougher quicker. And eventually they will take down that kid. And it, that's the only way to grow is to yeah. fight people that can kick your ass. Yeah. And that's why last night after we, sparring with this, this kid a couple of times, I'm like, Oh, for crying out loud. Like he's not, it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm going, I'm the yellow belt and I'm going easy on this kid. I'm like, I need competition. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, okay, you know what? I, let's, I'll get the girl that can whip my ass, please. <laughs> Cause she's teaching me. And, and you know, it might be rough for your boys for a while. Yeah. But in the long run, eventually they will stand up to, they will go Danielson on them. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping because I, Lucas is getting pissed. He's like, he's like, I was saddled up with this one kid again. He's like, and he always doing is trying to knee me or punch me. It's like, that's not what we're doing. I'm like, you're learning this stuff. You have my full blessing to take this kid down or put him into a submission move. So he quits it and then raise your hand excuse me, Mr. Moss or whatever your teacher is at, uh, on that particular day and say, this kid is trying to knee me in the head or this kid is literally punching me. Uh, can I go with someone else or, you know, can you help him out to, you know, whatever. Get him so, tame. T- get him tame. Yeah. So anyway, there is bitch session. <laughs> You're good. You're good. In the long run though, I do think it'll be good for your boys. It, yeah. It'll be rough, but I think it'll be good for them. Yeah, that is true. That, that That's a good point to... Uh, yeah. I, otherwise, if they're just fighting their level or below, they're going to be one of those blue belts that can that the yellow belt is trying is like, come on, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, we'll okay. See. But I love. Want to talk about it. movies? Twenty yes, minutes I into guess. the show. I, yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Karate yeah. freaks roulette. Hey, hey. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. Okay, on this episode of The Roulette, it is The Silence up against Alien Warfare, and you're up for Sir, tell me about Alien Warfare. Alien Warfare from 2019. I will say this, it's better than Twin Sanity. Okay. Um, Jeremiah Jones directs Clayton Snyder, David Meadows, Daniel Washington, and a host of other names that you may recognize. I'll put in a cricket sound effect right there. Thank you. Um... Uh, a group of Waka Waka Navy SEALs um, with backstories and stuff because there's problems with at home and one of them murdered someone by accident in Fallujah or where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There is a ragtag group of Navy SEALs that get called upon by the military to uh, go into this area to where they've lost communication and so they go there and they find out there's this uh, pretty scientist lady, of course, that she's the only one that's left there. And they find out that there is a space egg stone thing that they found that um, uh, turned everybody to little piles of ashes, except her because she was in another room or... Um, uh, this sounds very asylum-y. Oh, it's, uh, it is. Oh, and then a bunch of, uh, uh, Power Ranger looking aliens show up. I, I mean, talking like legit, like Power Ranger looking guys, like dressed in whatever. Oh, I'm kind of back in now. Yeah, okay. Uh, with guns and shit. And so there is a battle. Uh, may I spoil this movie, please? Oh, go for it. Uh, and then much shenanigans transpire with them trying to 
get the one up on these, I think it's four or five alien guys back and forth. And there's a, the one guy, the one soldier, I think it's, let me see here, Daniel Washington, who plays Jonesy. Uh, he's got a thing with smoothies. So the running gag for the whole movie is he like, don't destroy that thing that makes smoothies because smoothies are awesome. That's funny, right? I, I immediately hate this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, there are lots of smoothie jokes. Lots of smoothie jokes. So anyway, it turns out that this egg thingy, whatever, it's actually a... Well, what the hell was it? <laughs> uh, uh, perfect. That was perfect. Um, well, the, okay, the Power Rangers, the, the Power Ranger guys, they... Uh, how does it go? The egg, the egg hatches, and there's a... There's a another alien Power Ranger guy in there thing or whatever, and these guys are actually good, and they're trying to rescue it and take it back to their planet. And it's, you know, everybody learns a life lesson about love crosses billions of light years. I, it, I hate it wasn't Twin Sanity. Uh, I mean, it's not good. Uh, the effects are awful. The budget is extremely, extremely low. The comedy fails on every single level. It's got a HD... You know, you know the drill. HD sheen to it that I don't like. Uh-huh. Um, there's no gore. Uh, but it's light years better than Twin Sanity. Cause Twin Sanity can just, <laughs> just roast in hell. Actually, this movie made me hate that movie even more because I'm like, this is, this is such a piece of shit. Yet, yet somehow it's better than Twin Sanity. So. There's some beards going on in the movie too. Some well, well, hey. well trimmed beard. Anyway, <laughs> some uh, of us have beards too. It's the only way we can hide the chins. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Anything else? You should watch it. I know. I mean, it's it's only it's a painful hour and twenty eight minutes. <laughs> I wish you'd watch it though. I have stacks and stacks of other things to watch, like uh, the silence at one hour and thirty minutes. When the world is under attack from terrifying creatures who hunt their human prey by sound, that sounds familiar, 16-year-old Allie, who lost her hearing at 13, and her family seek refuge in a remote haven. Uh, a remote haven? It's kind of just a farm. Uh, they try to go to a refuge later, I guess. Directed by John R. Leonetti, and starring Stanley Tucci, Kiernan Shipka. What is she from? What do we know her from? Uh, Blackcoat's daughter. She was the uh, she was the younger girl in Blackcoat's daughter, and I think she's in the Sabrina show on Netflix. Okay, the Sabrina show. I have I watched Blackcoat's daughter yet? I think so. I love that movie. She's the she's the girl in the beginning that's playing the piano. She's like the she's the one that when you jump forward and there's the other girl that honestly doesn't really look oh, like her. Oh yes, yes, yes! I remember that yeah. movie now. Yep, so. good movie. Uh. So, this is not really getting great reviews. It's at a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. And, uh, yeah, this kicked ass. I, whole time I was watching this, it was like, hmm. The whole premise is, it, it kind of rips off A Quiet Place, obviously, with the creatures who can't see, but they just search by hearing. But it kind of does everything right that I thought was wrong with A Quiet Place, or that annoyed me with A Quiet Place. You never see the creatures, and you got people who do stupid shit, whereas here everybody does not stupid shit, which was delightful! Yep. 
at every turn. I was like, you know what would make this interesting is if this happened. And then that happened. Hmm. Cool. You know what I didn't expect? Hmm. That little twist. Huh. Wow. So we're doing that now. That's cool. Well, there's no way there's going to be another twist. So how is this going to end? Oh, there's another twist. Wow. Didn't see that coming. We're doing that now. Wow. Holy shit. How's this going to end? And then it ends in a... Eugene, mm. from the writing standpoint, somebody who is ultra critical of that part of movie making, this rocked. I mean, the writing of this movie was so on point. Every time you start to think you might know what's going on, they take a left turn. Every time a character runs into a situation where you're like, well, fuck, what are they going to do now? Because the normal bullshit Hollywood machine way of doing things would be to do this. They do something else. And most of the time it's not just quote unquote something else. It's let's do something stupid. It No, they do something smart. And okay. I know you already watched the movie and we're going to get mm-hmm. to your take on it. So yep. spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen this movie, go watch the damn thing before you listen to the next five or so minutes of this show. But yeah. when he turned on that fucking tree shredder thing, that, that was it. That I was like, okay, this movie is automatically a thumbs up. You're already heading for a gem, but now you're at a thumbs up. Even if you totally fuck up the ending, you're getting a thumbs up. That was amazing and awesome, and I loved the hell out of it. There had to be something. There had to be some turmoil for going through the pipe. I just knew something's going to come up with going through the pipe. Whether it's somebody making a noise or scraping or whatever, the snake was a perfect addition. That was a perfect was. little conflict that they introduced. And the way that they did it, and it worked out, uh, that flawless writing right there, that was awesome. Oh, that was so good. I was just so impressed with that. The... <laughs> okay, back up a hair. When the the person that owned the farm and had the bells on her fence came out with the gun, I was like, well... What the? Oh, apparently they don't know what's going on. Holy shit. Like, relax, lady. And it's like, well, I felt the same way as Stanley Tucci. That situation just took care of itself. Mm-hmm. While we're talking about Stanley Tucci, the glue, great, by the, way. the glue that held this film together was the everyman, lovable character that is Stanley Tucci. Perfect performance. Yep. Amazing. As many amazing performances as he has given as technically a character actor. Yep. His performance here as kind of an everyman and the de- I guess it goes back to the writing, the decisions that his character made. Perfect. Perfect. The only thing that I might have changed is when that guy held up that notebook uh, because at the end this turns into a culty thing. We oh, go yeah. from monster movie to culty uh, just all oh, oh, I loved it. Uh but when he holds up that thing and says she's fertile. Uh, I mean you could have gone either way at that point. I mean, you could have gone the Stanley Tucci way, which I guess he was kind of a pacifist, so you can go his path. There's also the option where when that guy turns his back, you take that gun and you blow his head blow off. Blow his fucking head off. Blow, yep. it, blow it right off, and maybe all his followers will just leave you alone then. Like, yeah. I ain't playing. And then run in the house and shut the door. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll hear the followers screaming, so they'll go after them, right? Yeah. Uh, I, you, you can debate that. All I can say is that I expected the grandma to go the way she did. I not necessarily with the culty thing, but I, when grandma was hanging on and the cough and all that jazz, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. this is gonna get. She's gonna go out screaming. 
I knew she was going to be. She was on borrowed time that whole movie. Yep, I, I was expecting. Well, when I, first thing I thought of when I saw her was the uh, uh, Dante's Peak grandma. She jumps out of the boat into the acid water and pushes the boat. Uh, that's grandma. She's going to sacrifice herself at some point. Yeah. And she did in a fantastic fashion that I couldn't have predicted because I didn't know it was going to be a culty thing. But she did it, and it was awesome. It, I, even though I expected it the whole movie, it still worked for me. That was oh, that was fucking a good. I, I would have been really pissed if they had gotten away with the girl. Because I'm like, I, this guy is not going to go Rambo. Tucci is not going to go Rambo and go fight into their whatever yeah. compound and get her out. Uh, we can't be doing that because there's only like 10 minutes left. And they didn't. And it the way the movie ended, I, it was kind of hopeful and kind of vague and moving forward. And damn it, dude. Fuck everybody that hates this movie. This was the shit. I, this is the, you already said it in text. I'm, I'm, I'll give credit where credit's due. This is the roulette to beat so far this year, 2019. Mm, easily, easily for you. I mean, I haven't, I don't have one of those yet, but that was good. Like that's theater quality. Good. I would pay money to go see that in the theater. That was honestly like it may not have been as jump. It wasn't as jump scary as the quiet ones, but I think that my enjoyment level of the silence was every bit as good as quiet ones, if not even more. Uh, because we don't get a John Krasinski character that, oh, chomp, chomp, chomp. Like, I, Stanley Tucci doesn't go that route. He's, I like, like, you're right. He's the everyday, he's the everyman. Not too Rambo-ish, but he's out to protect his family. Almost every single one of his decisions, save for that one where he didn't blow the guy's head off, which, again, I, I kind of get why he didn't. Uh, I would have been like, that. that's probably what a normal person would do. Right. Uh, but man, the, the cast was great. I loved, uh, Kiernan Shipka. She was great as, and I like that they were early on explain why she's deaf or like, you know, that she's only been deaf there for a couple a of years. There was a reason for that. There was a yeah. reason for them all knowing sign language. It wasn't just yeah. kind of random the way it wasn't. Uh, and I, I know I'm kind of crapping on quiet, quiet place, but quiet place did it first. So all respect to John Krasinski in that movie. I, I'm not trying to totally shit on everything that you did. I, I res- fully respect that film. But here you just had characters doing more reasonable, logical things, in my yeah, opinion. Did, I think I called it The Quiet Ones, didn't I? <sighs> I'm not sure if you did. I, I didn't. Yeah. It's well, anyway, fine. Whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it's... Uh, my wife watched it, and she was like, that... Like, when it, credits rolled, she was like, that was a good movie. Surprised me. Uh, that surprised me. You said you're watching it with her. I was like, oh no, she, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's, that's, that's shady. Uh, I, I like the size of the creatures. We've talked yes. about this before. Too often creatures are either not seen enough or they're too big or they're too small to, to really instill fear, especially in the CGI age we live in now. Mm-hmm. Those things were the perfect size. Perfect to be absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Just like little demonic vampire bats. Yeah. And the, uh, oh, that second twist I was talking about where it all, oh, she flips over the guy's shirt and the body is full of eggs. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're all boned. Like, everyone is dead on the planet. Oh, this is great. And uh, so many movies you can compare it to, too. The, the Descent. It almost, the beginning is The Descent, where we, we unleash Pandora's box. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, huge yeah, thumbs up for me. There's a there's a little bit of uh, I even thought there was a little bit of pitch black in there. Yep, the first yep, pitch absolutely. black with 
especially the long shots to where you see just the, the swarm of flying creatures. You get that in pitch black. Uh, oh man, it's, I, it's hard for me to find a whole lot of fault with the movie. I liked it that much. It was just a lean, like the runtime was perfect. The cast was great. It didn't have to be a hard R gory movie. It was, it, it still had just, its bloody moments. Though. Oh, it did. It was a, a strong PG 13 rated movie. Yeah. But, but they just, yep. they, they held back on the language. So like a normal yeah. family unit would be, I don't know. Yeah, they're not going to be signing, you know, <laughs> fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I would, but they're not. <laughs> they would, but they would just do it behind the kid's back. Okay, yes. next round. <laughs> okay, um, heading your way. First up is, I. Netflix is just, it's a ghost town right now, so. Yeah, uh, I've got a lot of shit in my queue. Uh, well, until then, let's let's head over to the land of voodoo and see what's free over there. Well, to the death, I found that this stars John Barrett uh, and Robert Whitehead. Uh, anyway, a retired kickboxer champ is forced to fight back to avenge his girlfriend's murder in 1992. So I'm like, you know, it's got 1992 going for it, so it's early 90s kickboxy type, probably direct to video. R-rated nonsense, but I, it's, I don't know. I have no, I've never heard of the movie before and I haven't even heard of John Barrett and I'm guessing that John Barrett is the ass kicker in it. We shall see. Next up is The Borrower and this is from, uh, 1989. This stars Radon Chong. This was actually directed by John McNaughton. He directed Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And Wild Things, uh, The Harvest, a couple other movies. The borrowers about aliens uh, punish one of their own by sending him to Earth. The alien is very violent, and when the body he occupies is damaged, he is forced to find another. And um, by another, I mean I think that he likes to take the heads off of uh, bodies. So there you go. Yay. For a late, late 80s science fiction horror something. And then lastly, uh, Evolution. And this is... The 2001 movie starring David Duchovny and Orlando Jones, Julianne Moore, directed by Ivan Reitman. A firefighting cadet, two college professors, and a geeky but sexy government scientist work against an alien organism that has been rapidly evolving since its arrival on Earth inside a meteor. Uh, it's hour and 41 minutes, and there you go. Fantastic. <clears throat> okay. Uh, coming your way. Antidote. A tough-as-nails treasure hunter protects a humanitarian doctor as she tries to cure a supernatural disease caused by a mysterious witch. Uh, thriller. When a prank goes wrong, a shy kid from Compton is sent away for murder. Four years later, he comes back and out for revenge on Homecoming Weekend. Both of those just scream, Eugene. Mm-hmm. And your safe pick, Knuckleball. Alone and targeted on an isolated farm, a 12-year-old Henry finds himself at the center of a maelstrom of terror and a dark family legacy when his secretive grandfather dies suddenly in the night. And that's your safe pick because you picked it. Uh, that's the way it goes. If we, ha I, I feel like if we suggest things like, hey, kind of interested in this, that's uh, that qualifies as safe pick. And so that's yeah. why you got that and two roulettes. Okay. Um, yeah. So for me, and I, I just, I was scouring through Amazon Prime and there's a bunch of new stuff on there that sounds pretty interesting to me. And Knuckleball was one of them. And I'm like, yeah, that's one that 
I it's not something that I would normally just run out and like, yay, knuckleball, but roulette? Mm-hmm. So Michael knuckleball, Ironside. I know, yeah, it's like, ah, oh, he's... I don't know, the, the story sounds interesting, and uh, yeah, we'll see, and it's got a good, you know, hour and what, 85 hour, 30 runtime. so knuckleball it is. Hour 29. And for me, I'll take Evolution. I, f- I might have watched this movie before in the past, and if so, I remember absolutely nothing about it. Okay. Or maybe I just watched the trailer more than once. It, I, I'm not sure. But if it's on Netflix, I'll give it a swing. Give it a swing. Get it? Knuckleball? Uh, no, there hey. we go. Next week on the roulette, it will be Evolution up against Knuckleball. Okay, are you ready for the middle segment, sir? Yes. <clears throat> As we're getting on in time already. And this episode, we're doing Rando Cues. Okay, are you ready for your random questions, sir? Oh, boy. <laughs> yes? You're, oh, you're going to be pissed at me, I think, for the last couple, but we'll start off easy. What is the first movie you think of when I say, are you ready? I'm ready. By the way, well, we should we should let the audience know, I, I don't know these questions. Well, I, I mean, you know part of the questions, or some, some of them I'll, I'll clue you into, but I'm not giving you all the details, because I don't want you to think too much about them before I give them to you. Yeah. I, and especially these last two, I was like, eh, if I give them to you early, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna find some kind of sneaky way to snake in around and get out of these. Nah, 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 nah. I want you to, <laughs> I want you to think about it on the show. <laughs> so some of these are directly off the cuff and some are not, but what is the first movie you think of when I say VHS? The first movie I think of, oh, geez. I, I mean, honestly, the first thing that popped into my brain was the cover art for Conan the Barbarian. There you go. That's literally the first thing. As soon as you said that, I'm like, well, Conan the Barbarian, I guess? I don't know why, but that's... But that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Now we can explore why. Why? Because of that iconic cover art. It's it's beautiful. And it's the one where, like, the original one where Conan is standing there all badass, holding the sword straight up in the air and sexy... uh, she woman, whatever, is groping him or whatever, hanging on to his leg or whatever. Or she's got a sword too, or something like that. Yeah. What? Well, no, no, no. She's awesome. like hanging on to his leg. It's very similar to episode four. It, I think Leia is kind of standing with a gun, but it's oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's it's it's close. I think I think she's more like just kind of leaning against him, and she has the gun up. But yeah, the, it is very iconic of fantasy. That kind of fantasy art where the woman is just like hanging on to the leg. Fantasy art or um, <laughs> those romance trash novels that you find yes. at the airport. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. That's I'm glad that you – like I am glad that you didn't give me that ahead of time because I would have – you know, now I'm like, well, Dr. Butcher MD, of course. Right, right. Or you know, Faces of Death or something like that. But like literally – and I know like – the story behind that particular VHS was this is way back when I had like one of the first, if not the first time I ever went to the video connection in Millersburg, like I was 16 years old, had my license and I'm like, okay, how do I buy Conan the Barbarian? Mr. Stranger, also known as Bob Arnold. How do I buy that movie? And he was like, I can order it for you and it'll be in in a week and you can come get it. It's $20. I'm like, Oh yes, please. Here's 40. And, <laughs> yeah, please. Thank you. Thank you. And like, I didn't know that it was awkward and weird for me because I'm a, you know, pimple faced 16 year old. But <laughs> d- then I see, you know, next week I came in and he's like, here you go. And it was, it was awesome. I, it was a great, 
I don't know. It was harder to get movies, obviously, back then. And so that's probably why it's buried in my brain somewhere. Hey, you know, I didn't know what I came up with the question. I didn't know what my answer was going to be until I said, you know what? I'll just wait until I ask him and then I'll see what the first thing is that pops in my head. Yeah. What's yours? The first thing that popped in my head, The Last Starfighter. Why? It's not that great of a movie. But my God, did it define kind of the 80s for me. Like, that was mm. my movie where play video games and you get whisked away to go fight space aliens in a spaceship and you're awesome. That was my jam. And I bought it on VHS, a, a, I mean, a couple, like two years ago. And I've been, it's been on the stack to watch. And then I randomly came across it in a uh, thrift store for two bucks on Blu-ray. And it's on my stack to immediately watch now because Blu-ray. I don't know. That was the first thing that popped in my head. But I was at the right age, the exact age of the younger brother at the time when that movie came out. Or he watched his older older brother go play the game and then get whisked away. And at the very end, the closing shot is him jumping up there and says, Welcome, Starfighter! Come fight the alien armada! Blah, blah, blah. And he jumps up and starts playing. That was the age I was when that movie came out. And I don't know. That Also, what does that cover look like? Not too not dissimilar. Like not too dis. It's not like this, but it's not too dissimilar from, from Conan guy artwork holding his arm up, yeah. looking, looking up to the stars. Uh, the VHS, the VHS is a little more like Conan, but that's a close proximity. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Question two: If you can delete one movie from ever existing, which one? I didn't answer this yet myself. I, I'm okay. not sure yet what I'm going to say. One movie from ever existing, what would it be? I mean, I, I'd like to say Twin Sanity, but give me a break. It was, there's, <laughs> there's other stuff, not that. Um, what's one movie that that I hated so much? Now, are you going the route of you hate it, or it's just like you don't feel right that that movie is in existence? Or like, do whatever you want. Because the the actual answer would be Nazi propaganda films, but we're not going there. There you go. From, from nice. World War Two, obviously yeah. those should not exist. Yeah, uh, we're we're just we're not counting those. But okay, because that is that's a good point. Um, oh, there's I mean, I dude, I watch so much garbage on a yearly basis. I mean, this could be, I mean, it, the list could be so long. Um, oh, what's a movie that I just despised? Um, I mean, if it would be like right now, it honestly, honestly, God, it would be Twin Sanity. I I I hated that movie, but. You know, there and then there's ever any number of other. Um, hi. Let me see. Oh, it, oh, oh, you're hearing. Hi. You want to say hi? Say hi. Hi. Yep. Hi. Let All right. Say. Are you going to talk now? You're interrupting. So. Hi. Great. No, I'll do this later. No. Put it on the charger. It's not done yet. <laughs> Dude, it's got ten percent. Go put it on the charger. <laughs> do you need to go upstairs? This is giving me time to think about the movie that we're Yeah, would, uh, go ahead and think deleted. about it. Take your time. Thanks for letting both dogs in. Shut the door. There we go. Okay. Oh, I mean, I, I there, there's, there's too many. I gun to I your mean, head. You got three seconds. Three, three, two, two one. Twin Sanity. Twin Sanity Great. gets wiped off the wow. face of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only. Like, I keep going. I, I hated that movie so bad, and movies like that. I'm like. Scrub it from the planet. Done. <laughs> well, damn it. Now, see, the honestly, the first thing that popped in my head was Catwoman, but 
that movie kind of needs to exist, in my opinion, because then you know what not to do. You know, enough people yeah. saw that movie and it's so hated that now you know what not to do. Don't do that shit. Because that was awful. Four so, Feathers. I, oh, that should be in did, the running. I mean, oof. Yeah, that's up there. The uh, the remake. The remake. We haven't seen the original. Yeah, we haven't seen the original. I, I guess... I, I don't know. I, we tend to promote positivity on the show, or we try to, so... Yeah. I guess I'll just go the same route that you did, and I'll pick The Chosen. That movie can burn in hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too oh, much, I mean, boo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get to the real meat. Are you ready? Yes. You get to pick one, and the others will never happen. Are you ready? Uh, I'm nervous, but yes. You get to pick one. Friday the 13th, box set, DVD, fully restored to all original uncut director's visions. That's number one. You, you said DVD, not Blu-ray? Correct. Uh. 4K remasters of Director's Cut of the Abyss and The Black Hole and the original Unaltered Trilogy. That's number two. And lastly, theater crowds are monitored and disrupting patrons are thrown out on first offense. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. The, the next one, you're really going to hate me, but... Oh, okay. So, j j okay. I got the, the, the Friday the 13th. I get that. You get to pick uh, one, but okay. the others will never happen. Never. So the, the second one was just to go through. There was the 4K of The Abyss, Black Hole, and the original trilogy unaltered, all in 4K. Yes. Oh, but then you got the theater crowds being monitored and get their asses kicked the fuck out every, like, first offense. Oh, but you said DVDs for f Friday yeah. the 13th. Like, that made it difficult. I had to bring it down a hair because I knew you. Uh, you're the horror guy. You're going to yeah. go for oh, that. Uh, you would have said, you would have said Blu-ray and that like, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, oh, DVD but, only. Oh, but Roy Jason uncut. And, right. Oh, those, that's those a, later Friday the 13th, completely uncut before the MPAA thing. Like, all of them the way they were originally screened or intended to be. Okay, so first off, I'm going to cut out the middle one. I, I could just because I, I be, oh, you bastard. <laughs> oh, this is um, so the reaction I wanted. Honestly, like, I, I, maybe Friday the 13th. Uh, those are my, those are my golden calf. And to see those uncut, because I don't think the footage even exists anymore. Ah, uh, you bastard, the DVD. <laughs> oh, the next <sighs> one's even worse. I mean, if you'd have said VHS, okay, no. But, and, uh, like, you you made it so it's like, eh, you're kind, you're just licking the tip of it. You're just licking the tip. You're not going full-on blowjob. It's like, come I'm on. I'm cupping the balls. I'm cupping the balls. Uh, but then the theater crowd's getting, and but, now, before my final decision, so the, the theater crowd's like, do I have to get up and go and tattle on them, nope. or? No, 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 no. Okay, so it's like, there's, like, there's constantly... In my I, dream world, the uh, perfect theater has a hallway above both sides. Like, you know how theaters are on the left side of the hallway and the right side. Yeah. In my dream world, there's a hallway at the top above, uh, running down there, where people are uh, above the projection area, where there are people monitoring the crowds. And at any time, you can click your button, and somebody is being disturbed. 
and that will show up on a screen for them, and then they can watch, and then they can find the disturbing person and throw them out. They're not walking down the hall or, or down the aisleway with flashlights, then everybody's quiet. Yeah. They're not doing that. They're sitting up above either the the projector or the screen, and they're watching the crowd, and they can visually see and hear and will toss them immediately. They don't even know they're being disruptive. It doesn't matter. They can see them and throw them out. You know, now that I think about it, with just how great of a fuck you that would be to all the assholes that go to the theaters, that's the one. I think that's the one. I'll, I'll sacrifice for the 13th. You, you, The wrench in the gears there was the DVDs instead of blue, remastered Blu-rays. So I'm going with theater crowds, especially I live so close to a theater. I'm like, I would go there all the time. I would go there every chance I get to okay. watch a movie if I knew that it was going to be complete, total silence, except when it's permittable like haha that's a funny part or that's a scary part but the the riffraff is gone then yeah that's i think that's going to be me but a close second is dvds <sighs> <laughs> oh just wait it's going to be worse way worse for the next one uh okay we'll just take the dvds of friday the 13th uncut and 4k remasters of the abyss black hole and the original trilogy and throw them in the trash <sighs> what would you pick Oh, the middle it? one. It's the middle one for me. 4K remasters of The Abyss, Black Hole, and Trilogy. Because, see, that might actually happen someday. Right. Uh, the disrupting uh, disrupting patrons, that, that'll never stop. Because no. they will never do my vision for the theater because too many people will just stop going. Yeah. Because there's too many assholes. That, that will never happen. Friday 13th stuff, most of that's been thrown away, and I can live with what we have. Uh, yeah. But I'm I not the horror so. guy. You're the horror guy. So. Yeah. Okay. But see, and it, like the the theaters is that's one area where I'm total authoritarian. Like we're talking total, like oh dictator, strict, total dictatorship in my total opinion. total dictatorship. If you if you are dicking off in the theater, you're out. Yeah, I agree. But that doesn't happen. Nope. Only in uh, Austin or wherever those. What what is that uh, chain? Draft House. Yeah. Yeah. They've oh, had well. some problems though in the past. Okay. Lastly, <laughs> you have to pick one so that the others don't happen. Are you ready? Yeah, I, yes. Uh, number one, TV technology never advanced past 1985. <sighs> number two, Lucio Fulci never made any films. What? <laughs> number three. All horror movies are only available on VHS. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, the first... Okay, so the first one... You can still go see movies in the theater. In the theater? Yeah. Yeah? Mm hmm But at home, you're... It's strictly tube television VHSs. Yep, 4-3. And then the last oh, one not, is... Not, not necessarily VHSs. It's, I mean, they may have, you know, DVDs and stuff, but... You never really went past that, whatever, the, the tube television. So your giant screen at home would be a tube. No matter what, yeah. it's a giant tube. And a big, quote-unquote, big screen television is probably a 40-inch. A huge 40-inch television yeah. that weighs like a ton. Well, I'll even give you the the backlit, whatever that was. What was that where they had the, the thing that folded down and shot up red, green, blue? Oh, Okay. Huh. Even that technology. What was that? What, what was the grade on that? Not 10, 1080 or 720. It was less than that. Yeah, it was less than that. Um, 480p? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's your peak. 
So you can have DVD and stuff, and maybe even like 40i or whatever, but that's your peak. So the one that I pick will make so that the others never have. So if I would say like, okay, Lucio Fulci never made a horror movie. Then, then, that then means horror are- movies go to Blu-ray and we have 1080p technology and everything. All the high-tech shit. But no Lucio Ful- Fulci films. Nah, this is starting to be not fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're so angry right now. Uh, I guess I guess the Lucio Fulci movies. I, wow, I, really? I yeah, because I I need my nice Chris TV 1080p whatever and like the horror movies. Like I Fulci is my favorite horror director, but there's there's so many horror movies out there that now are just strictly. Funneled through VHS, I don't, I can't do that. What I was trying to get at with this question is if you value Fulci more than you value high def. So, I mean, if you. Now I even feel more like a scumbag because I I should be like, no, I'm a purist, Lucio Fulci. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just curious where your level of Fulci is at. I mean, all horror movies are only available on VHS is one of the options, which means you could still have all of your horror movies, they would just be on VHS. And I, I'm not even excluding widescreen. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a widescreen special edition, blah, 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 but it's VHS. You still get your Fulci. You can still have all your Blu-rays. You can still have your high-def shit. Oh, you can have all your Blu-rays, except all the horror genre is all VHS. But the sci-fi is included, like sci-fi is good. Sci-fi is Blu-ray. Everything else but is see, Blu-ray, but... but. Here, here it gets sticky, though. Like, so what about the Alien movies and Predator movies and... What about my... Uh, those mixed ones will give you Blu-ray. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, But your Slashers and your Fulci, that's all VH. <sighs> oh. <sighs> but I guess to, I, I would get to keep all my Fulci's, and there's a lot of them. Um, there's also TV technology never advanced past 1985. Which means you get everything, but eh, you're still kind of around a 480. This is like a small, medium, and large bowl of piping hot diarrhea. <laughs> uh, and I get to eat them all. Um, I, I mean, they all suck. I, <laughs> Come on. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm thinking of all my horror movies on Blu-ray that I would be sacrificing just for the betterment of Fulci. Oh, but then I don't have my zombie and from beyond, and I don't have all of those glorious masterpieces. Last episode is what spawned this. What's that? I said the last episode is what spawned this. You you went on a Fulci tear. Yeah. And now I wanted to test. Is it Fulci or is it HD? Oh, you know what? I I guess if I could have the you know full like like the the scope the proper scope ratio. And if it's just horror movies, I, uh, I, I maybe that one, I guess. And that way I can still have my full cheese because there's so many of them. Uh, uh, that's, hey, that's the one that I would pick. I'd drop yeah. the hat. Obviously, I'm the, I care, I, I love my VHS, so it's not a big deal to me. And I'm not the, you know, technically the horror guy like you are. But yeah. that's the one that I would pick easily because then I get to keep all my Blu-rays of all the other genres. Yeah. And I still get my horror movies there is no way in Hades I'm sacrificing Fulci films just because I can't have them HD. Fuck yeah. that. 
That guy is way too specific in his art that I'm going to ever give that up. Even if I had to only... Yeah, that's be a question for another time, but you can have Fulci films, but they're all edited. That kind of shit. <sighs> yeah. Oh, that's brutal. But would you rather that have is brutal. Would you rather have edited or zero? I'd rather have <sighs> edited. As opposed to nothing? As opposed to nothing, yeah, probably so. Uh but yeah, as long as I could have them all, I mean I that's how I used to watch them. I watched them yeah. countless times on VHS. That's how we grew up watching the shit. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Oh boy, I man. I feel like you gave birth right now. Oh, I yeah, I, I mean that was like literally 20 minutes of hard like labor, like labor pains. <sighs> I gave birth to a mutant. <laughs> and we're perfectly at the hour mark. Time for recently watched and you get to go first. What you okay. got? Okay. Uh let's just get this one out of the way because it's so fresh in my uh in my damaged brain. Climax. From Gaspar Noé. Uh, this is his latest movie. I imported it from the UK. Arrow released it. Um, so if you're a listener out there that has heard of Gaspar Noé, then you probably know what his types of movies are. I've seen I Stand Alone, Irreversible, uh, Into, uh, Enter the Void, and now Climax. I have not seen Love yet. Uh, you have. It was on a roulette. You watched that one, and I will be watching that one sometime, especially after watching this one. Um, so, real, real quick before I get into the review, the plot of the movie is a group of not just French dancers, but uh, a couple, one from Germany, I believe, or an American maybe is in there. They all are in this in this empty school building. They're rehearsing uh, in in the winter. They're rehearsing this dance routine thing. And, uh, they find out that the sangria, there was an after party and which like, they're all excited. Yay. We did a good job. There's an after party. And they find out, uh, after they've all, most of them have partaken, they find out that the sangria has been laced with LSD. And this is a Gaspar Noe movie. So it is all sorts of fucked up from the minute you hit play, we get, uh, the credits rolling backwards and then we jump around a little bit jumping around until we actually get into, not barely get, now that I think about it, it's like, it's mainly the credits that they're, that he's messing with you because we get the very, very, very end of the movie. And then we get interviews with the dancers on, like on a television and around this, around this uh, tube television is these like, <laughs> yeah, like literally it's a tube. I'm like, oh, okay, VHS. There were no Fulci films in this movie. <laughs> yeah. This was, by the way, this was set in the mid nineties. So there's that. But um, on the one side is a bunch of VHS tapes and the other side is a bunch of books. And it was interesting. Like I watched all the special features on this thing. And Gaspar Noe talks about that a little bit. And he talks about why he did that. And there's like Lucia Fulci's Zombie, Suspiria. Um, there's a, a bunch of different movies on VHS on the one side. And they are like directors that influenced him. And I thought that was brilliant. And authors on the other side, like books. And they're just authors and directors that have influenced him uh, with this and with some of his other works. I'm like, you know, I can totally see Dario Argento in some of the stuff that he does. But anyway, once we're introduced to these people, we get into some of the most incredible dance scenes I've ever seen filmed. It's incredible. Followed by some of the most nightmarish, hellish, awful shit I have ever seen. Uh, oh, so they were with, tripping then. 
is what you're oh, saying. Oh, yes. Yes. Been there. But I like that Gaspar Noe doesn't, um, we don't get point of view like, this is what it looks like to be on LSD. It's, we're filming people, this is how people act when they're on LSD. So we don't, we don't get any weird, trippy, like, how do fear, I say Fear it? and like, loathing kind of shit. Yes, it's none of that. It's, no, he's flipping the camera all over and he's being invented with this camera. Long, long, like, I think one take was 12 minutes long. Oof. And another was even longer than that. The camera spinning around the room, watching people literally go insane. And the more you've drank, the more sangria you've drank, the crazier you are, or like, the more you're, like, there's some bigger people in, in there and they, they are affected differently than like the skinny girls or whatever. Uh, it is uh, amazing. It is amazing the emotional response that you would, that, that I had with the movie. Like, like what the hell is going to happen next? Uh, it's a night, it's a night, it's, and maybe this is why Fulci was in there because it's a nightmare caught on film. It's literally 90 minutes of a nightmare, which is what I consider the beyond. House by the Cemetery, a couple of his movies to be. It, it's, it's insane. It's insane. I don't want to, and it's never that graphic. Like, there's some graphic stuff, but it's not like the head smashing or the raping in Irreversible. Yet, it's every bit as disturbing. To me, it was every bit as disturbing as Irreversible was. Just with the destruction of humans, basically. Of watching them just be, go from being excellent dancers to crumpled destroyed bodies. Oh my lord. It would by the by the 50 minute mark, that's when we get the opening credits to. That's the type of movie Gaspar Noe makes. And it, that's it, that's just bizarre. Oh, and it, it disturbing too. It's like okay, now we're getting, it's like after the we're all friends and we're all dancing excellently by the way. The dancing was so good. Now we're starting to feel the effects of the drugs. Boom, boom, climax and the opening credits. I'm like Ah, you're fucking with me. That's that's messing with my head because the people are starting to go crazy, and now we're getting beginning opening credits, and it was fantastic. It was a similar kind of situation with uh, love in that I I hate to even say it to describe it this way because it, it'll push it further back on your back burner, and you won't want to watch it. But love was kind of Gaspar Noe's version of a romantic comedy. Maybe not even comedy, just a, a romance film. Hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. It's, it's yeah. all about it's all about relationships, but it's also about oh that time when you went on that romantic date and you were really into that person and they were kind of into you and you guys were both kind of vibing and then oh shit you happened to sleep together oh also here's a penis and a vagina and sperm flying like it <laughs> like okay we didn't need that much just. Real, but it's Noe. That, that's what he does. He, he mm -hmm. takes it to excess. And I was watching this around the same time that Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac, Nymphomaniac mm, yes. came out. Yeah. And I, I think I had the same kind of, uh, one sentence review for both of them in that these are the most accessible films for both of these directors. That is to say, you could watch with somebody that hasn't uh, seen any of their films and mm -hmm. it, you have the best chance of maybe getting a positive. Whereas go watch one of their other films with somebody who's not mm, a movie freak, deep cinematic involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're going to run screaming for the Hills, but <sighs> Judas yeah, well, Priest. I watched, I watched love like twice in a week 
And wow, I gotta watch that. I, 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 I love this director, and I love how daring this guy is. I'm telling you right now, you're not gonna like it as much as any of his other films. It's not as quite insane. It's still insane, it's just not quite as insane as most of his shit. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of why I liked it. I was like, you know, the, the guy has real chops. I've oh, always said that. It's it, it just, some of his films, he goes a little too far. Yeah. Irreversible and, uh, what was the one? Alone? What was that? Uh, I stand alone. A little too much. Punching pregnant woman belly. Oh, that, that and yeah. the rape and irreversible. It's just a little much. It's a little overboard. It's like, you don't have to quite go that far to be shocking. That's why I enjoyed Love is because it was, it seemed a lot more realistic to a lot of early twenties romantic situations. Then fucking these rom coms that just sell this bullshit. Yeah, that fake. is it, it's fake. It's 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 porn for girls. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, love was the opposite of that. I will watch that for sure. And I would. I have this is a UK region B Blu-ray, but I'm so curious what you'd think about this. It is it is oh, not watch a pleasant it. watch. I mean, but it is it's incredible. It, and even like. I obviously watching the special features, a lot of the dialogue was just improvised. Like, okay, we're going to just, you're in an interview, just talk, just start talking or just, you know, you're starting to feel the effects of the drug. So do some, do this, whatever. And I, it felt real. Like it felt, it felt like I was watching people tripping balls and going crazy. I it didn't it. feel fake. And when he starts spinning that camera around and, those steady cam shots where you're, you know, it's following people around and then, then the camera, like the, you're following a person for a little while and then that person is like, they're going crazy. And then the camera just, just kind of wafts over to the next person. And then all of a sudden it's upside down and then it's up top. It's, oh my Lord. I, well, he did that in the void and it was, he did at a certain point. It, it was calm down a little bit. You're making me yeah, seasick. Yeah. He doesn't go that. He, it's by no means is it that far because you're still in control. Like obviously, the more trippy they get, the more it does that. But it yeah, it never reaches the heights of of uh, Enter the Void. But it is. I, I got to say, like I'm certain. Li- I know a few of our listeners, and I'm not sure where they would fall on this movie. But Mr. Stephen Miller, I would really like to hear his thoughts on this movie. I, and our, uh, our sometimes uh, guest host uh, TJ, I it's I don't know where he would fall on this either. <sighs> You have to know his this guy's movies. I'd exactly. That's the point I was just about to make. I would like to hear their thoughts on it, but I also uh, you had better have watched his other films first. I don't. If you just jump in right here, I eh, oh. your opinion. Eh, you got to take the roller coaster that is all of his previous shit. Yeah, because it's all messed up on a certain level. <laughs> They're all now. Granted, I haven't seen Love yet, but. Um, oh, and it's just a daft punk is on the soundtrack is killer. It's killer. Uh, anyway, I could go on and on about this movie. He's always slayed the soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. Do another one. Um, okay. So the domestics is the other one that I wanted to quick talk about. Um, this is on Amazon prime and this is, this is one that had popped up, uh, like on voodoo a while ago. And I'm like, ah, you know, it sounds good. It got pretty good reviews. And I, but I'm like, I don't want to really take the, the chance on a $7 rental or whatever. Uh, so I kind of forgot about it. It pops up on Amazon Prime. 
So I checked it out. This has got uh, Kate Bosworth in it and is directed by Mike Nelson. Oh, who, really? N- well, yeah, not, not the that, Mike. No. I, I don't think the Mike Nelson from MST. Uh, <laughs> what else has he done? Yeah, uh, yeah, not much. Well, anyway, so this is not the most original movie, uh, but that's okay. It's The Purge. And it's the Warriors, the Walter Hill Warriors, and, let's see, Purge, Warriors, uh, something else, too. Um, those two a lot, I guess. Uh, smushed together in a post-apocalyptic United States to where everything has gone to shit, and there are gangs of, well, much like the Warriors. There's just gangs. They're dressed like... Slipknot and whatever. <laughs> it's at present time? Uh, yes, present time. We don't really find out what happened to make everything go to shit, but there, it's implied that there's a major war or something because there's in the very, very beginning, and I think maybe even in the trailer, there's these huge bomber planes flying over, uh, flying over a school and they're dropping stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, it's something with that, obviously. But, Basically, Kate Bosworth is having issues with her husband, and they're, this is post, you know, destroyed America. And to save their marriage, she wants to go visit her family. She wants to get back to her mom and dad, and so he's willing to do that to save their relationship. So they, they hop in their car to make a cross-country trip through all sorts of cannibalism and uh, murder and mayhem and all that stuff. And it is a damn good movie. It's fairly generic, but I was, I was wanting something like this. Just kind of checked the brain at the door, gave me a lot of gore. It's gory as shit. Fast pace, good production values. I think the budget on this thing was twenty million dollars. No, ten million, which not bad. Um, just road warrior. That's another road warrior type feel going on. This was a good movie. This was a. This was a. I mean, it's. There are certain parts. I really like Kate Bosworth. I don't feel like she's fallen this far. Why? Why is she? I'm no disrespect to this movie. It sounds great, but why? I know. Why are you doing this? I know. I don't get it either. Because why, I, why I think is she, she? I guess the question would be why is she a movie jail? Because this yeah. is a movie jail, right? Yeah, it is. It is. That just it does. It really doesn't get a theatrical release. It just kind of drops on the yeah. I don't <sighs> know. This is this is a good movie, and she's a really good actress. And I always thought that she was a really good yeah. actress. Wasn't she in? She was in the Superman, the Brian yeah, Singer Super, Superman. Yep, Superman Returns. I liked her in that. I I've always liked her. Me too. Um, and she's she's good in this. But um, this is a this is a solid thumbs up. This would have made a this would have been a gem for a roulette. Uh, but as it is, if I mean it's it's not one that I'm gonna probably go out and buy on Blu-ray unless it's really cheap because it's on Amazon Prime right now. But it solid thumbs up. I really appreciated the practical effects in the movie, and I appreciated the the twists along the way and just that I was never bored. Like, okay, what's, what's the next gang of crazy purge looking people they're, they're going to meet. <laughs> so cool. in fact, I would do, go so far as to say, I like the probably better than the purge movies. No, well, that's not a breach. Yeah. So there you go. There's my reviews. Cool. Uh, from me. Oh, hold on. Uh, from 1994, the shadow. Do you remember mm-hmm. the shadow? Is that with the Baldwin, one of the Baldwins? Alec Baldwin. Okay, yep. Now, do you know the director of that film? I don't. I didn't expect you to. I would have been shocked if you did. Russell Mul... 
Colhay? Uh, sure. <laughs> oh, it doesn't ring a bell. Let's go to his filmography real quick, because I know him from a couple of different things. Every time I see his name, I'm like, oh, shit, that guy! I'm going to run through it real quick here. Uh... Oh, damn. I'm on his IMDb. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is the everyman director. Yeah. Highlander, tons of music videos. Tons of music videos. Holy shit, I can't get past it. Settle down, baby. It's okay. Sorry, got the big dog in here. Highlander. And part two. <laughs> and part two, unfortunately. Ricochet. Blue Ice. The Shadow. Uh, bun- uh, Tales from the Crypt, four episodes. Queer as folk. <laughs> hmm. uh, ah, the TV. Fuck off with the TV. Mysterious Island TV movie. Resident Evil Extinction. That's kind of random. Like, just... It is, but... Uh, that was one we really liked, sir. That's oh, where was that it, the one, the Las Vegas one? Third, yes. Oh, that was a good one. That's where it turned for us. We're like, we're back. We're back in. Yep. And then he went, Scorpion King, Rise of a Warrior, which, mm. like, no, not going to watch that. Yeah. He's just all over the place. It, it It's just so weird that I see his name pop up as much as I do. Maybe it's because I just watch shitty movies. At any rate, The Shadow with Alec Baldwin. I haven't watched this movie since, oh, I rented it on VHS, but I came across it and was like, oh, ho, 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 I'm buying this shit. You bet your ass. And I gotta say, sir, this movie is awesome! No, really, I was... I'm a bit surprised. Uh, do I mean awesome like it's really awesome? No! No, it's shitty. But it's shitty awesome. And what I mean by that is... It's like, uh, Darkman. You know what it's like to watch Darkman? When was the mm-hmm. last time you watched Darkman? It's been a while. I think... I don't know if I... I have that on Blu-ray. Uh, it's been a while, but I, I think I've watched it on Blu-ray. It's the same feeling when you watch Darkman. Darkman's a little more R-rated, but it's that same kind of feeling. It's right in that 90s sweet spot, 94, where uh, effects are really practical, and the digital effects are kind of shitty, but they do all they can to cover them up. And it's just this weird kind of tone where... Like Darkman, it's a superhero movie, but he's also kind of an asshole. That's The Shadow. It's still enjoyable as hell. I I just really, I was shocked how much I enjoyed this movie, because I remember it being kind of a shitty movie. And I was like, I'm digging this! This is cool! What's going on? Who knows? Random plot twists. Random things. It's so bizarre and random, it... I, every time some shit happened, I just laughed. Like, it's borderline ready for a movie freak's commentary. But, Ooh. oh, you'd have to, you'd have to watch it a time or two beforehand. You can't go into this one blind, cause if you do, you're just, we'll be sitting around going, what the hell is going on? It is bizarro. And that's why I liked it. It was awesome. Uh, The Shadow. Thumbs up, but probably not for the reasons that it wants to be a thumbs up. Okay. Uh, I do think you should check it out again, though. Just go in knowing it is 90s randomness. Gotcha. Uh, next up, I teased this review a few weeks ago. Pure Luck from 1991. Have you ever watched this film, sir? Pure Luck. Oh, that sounds so familiar. Um, 
Let me read the I... synopsis and then I'll give you the, okay. you know, the cast. The daughter of a wealthy businessman has disappeared in Mexico and all the efforts to find her have been unsuccessful. A psychologist, knowing that the girl has an ultra bad luck. Thanks, IMDb. Knowing that the girl has an ult. No. Wrong, IMDb. Knowing that the girl has ultra bad luck, persuades her father to send to Mexico one of his employees, an accountant with super bad luck, to find her. I have heard of this movie, or I have seen it. I, I know. I. I... But I think I feel like it may have been back in the VHS days, back, probably back when I worked at the Video Connection, and I, it's probably one of those that I took. But I, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen that movie, but I'm not. I I remember nothing of it. Starring Martin Short, Danny Glover. That's, that's the one. Okay. Yep, yep, I've seen that. I watched this many times in the VHS days. We owned it on VHS. It got passed around or traded in or some shit. I came across it on VHS. I said, you know what? I want to give that one another shot. I grabbed it. I want it in my collection. I hope it holds up to my memory. I popped it in. Holy shit, did this hold up to my memory. Martin Short is one funny-ass motherfucker. If you have not watched this with your wife, you need to get on it. Find yourself a copy, DVD, Blu-ray, whatever you need to do. Holy shit, did this make me laugh. And maybe it was... Partially nostalgia, but damn it, this movie is freaking a funny. You gotta see, you gotta watch it. If you haven't seen this in a couple of years, this is a gem. I don't hear anybody talking about this movie ever. When we talk about comedy films, top ten, it should be in the conversation. This movie kicks ass, and I wish they would make a sequel to it. Why not bring back Martin Short? the the The, the synopsis is so stupid that you could totally do another one easily it's one person is has extremely bad luck and all kinds of shitty things happen to her and she wanders off into the wilderness so why not bring somebody who has equally shitty luck to maybe follow the same path and it just happens to work out they fall down the same rabbit holes it is hysterical i love this movie and i wish that more people were talking about it or maybe maybe it's just me maybe it everybody hates it whatever it's it's not overly long hour 36 you need to track down a copy on on a, a version that something yeah something that your wife will be okay with cuz you know vhs ain't going to cut it uh but i am glad to have it in my collection Cool. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure I've seen it. I just I don't. It it's been back when I was probably in my teens. Honestly, at this point, give it a second chance. You need to. Okay. Okay. Coming soon. We'll wrap up. Okay. Uh. Well. Hey. Real quick. I if I could rewind time, which I can't. I don't have it a, Delor- a Delorean. I would actually go back in time about an hour, and I would actually say that um, Psychos in Love. That might be the movie that I wipe off the face of the planet. <laughs> that right there. But that that's what you're doing while I'm reviewing a movie. Yeah. Oh, I just I glanced over at all my mu- movies as you were reviewing them. I'm like, Psycho's in Love? What? I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. That movie. Like, that's the one that should be... And what pisses me off is the reason I watched it on Amazon Prime is that someone came up with a, a list of the best movies that Vinegar Syndrome has ever released. And number one was Liquid Sky, which... That should have been my hint because I watched 20 minutes of it on Blu-ray and put it on eBay and sold it. Number two, Psychos in Love. I'm like, well, well, shit. I haven't seen that. And it is on Amazon Prime. Maybe that should, I should at least check that out. Whoever, whoever, it's, it's, that is 
That is like me being force fed shit. And I, I was furious. Dude, I was, I'm getting angry right now. <laughs> Psycho's in love. There, that, I would wipe that movie off of the planet. <laughs> it's funny. It's a comedy. No, it's not. That movie can rot in hell. I mean, like, and I'm serious. Like, I say rot in hell for a lot of movies. That movie can legit rot in hell. There. <laughs> Coming soon? Um. Oh, now I'm all frazzled. Ugh. Okay. Um. Uh, I teased House with Laughing Windows. I got the DVD of that. So I'll be watching that one here again soon and Beastmaster on Blu-ray. Yes. That movie I rocks. I can't wait to watch that one. I don't think I've seen that one since the VHS days. Um You're going to love it. I can't wait. Yeah, it's a I got it Amazon UK and I actually I think it's a German release, but it was the price was really really good on it and I'm like, you know, I'm due for a rewatch on that one. I haven't seen that since I'm a kid. I, since I'm a kid. Oh. Hold on, hold on. Since I'm a kid. <laughs> because honestly, it, it's there's, There you go. Carry on. Yeah. I'm, it's truthful. That, that, that didn't make sense. Um, what else? Um, oh, and then that Robert Pattern, uh, that, <laughs> the T1000 actor, his movie. Robert Patrick. Yes, that's it. No, it was Robert Patterson. I'm like, no, not. Uh, that wasn't even a name. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm not going to try and say his name now because I, I'm awkward. Um, <laughs> T1000, the T1000 guy who plays a doctor in the, the eight films to die for called Autopsy. I'm still waiting on that DVD, uh, to find out is it rated or is it unrated? And that's, that's. So it's I'm coming? Sure. You got it coming? Yes. I, I bought the DVD for like five bucks. All right. And, um, so we'll see. Cool. I can't wait to rewatch that one. It's a great movie. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it or not, but there's a new zombie series on Netflix. What do you mean? Oh, oh, I, I saw that. I, I'm interested. Yeah, me too. That looks pretty good. Uh, so we'll see where I'm at with my movie watching. And if I can, if I can squeeze that one in, or at least give the maybe episode one a try to see what I think, but it looks pretty good. I agree. So, and then the usual vinegar syndrome. I got my April vinegar syndrome stuff and... Uh, You'll just be jerking off to that next week. Oh, yeah. I'm already halfway done with with that one title. And uh, I'm like, yeah, that's lots of hair. But, yep, yeah, back to you. <laughs> that might be the title of the episode. Lots of hair back to you. Okay. Uh, next week, we will have uh, the top ten for the month top 10 genre or whatever the hell you pick. That will be our middle segment. I will also be watching some VHS movies, a couple of Blu-rays. For VHS, Excessive Force 2, Force on Force. That's happening very, very soon because Force on Force. Prophecy 2, In Dreams, uh, Last Starfighter Blu-ray. Gonna try to squeeze that in, but I'm re- doing the flooring in our offices. I already did my wife's and next up is mine, which God help us all. I got to move all the shit out of this office. And 
If there's one thing I'm good at, it's stacking shit. And so this office is going to be a motherfucker <laughs> to clear out and then reload. And I think actually I'm going to take my 7-1 sound system and just put it in fucking storage. It, it's so, it gets used infrequently in this room. I, <sighs> I could just put the, Xbox in here. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. fuck it. I might as well just put it in a closet because it just doesn't get used. And that subwoofer, as much as I loved it, it, it just, it just takes up so much room and it would just declutter so much. It's probably going to get put in storage just basically because I don't want to tear down the sound system and then have to rehide all of these wires and speakers and blah, 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 blah. I got, fuck it. I'll just put it in yeah. a closet and, when we move to uh, our forever house in a couple of years, then I'll break that shit all out and it'll be theater room time. But uh, it, it, it's the way it is. It, it's a tiny ass room. So the regular just TV speakers are sufficient. Uh, so is this um, is this like a full weekend job again? Like, is this going to be? A- oh, for sure. Oh. oh, I get no breaks. There's no breaks. No, you don't, sir. <laughs> Uh, that's okay though the you know what honestly i'd rather spend the weekend moving all of my bullshit out of this room than spending the weekend scraping up the pad and carpet that i did in that other room i knew that that flooring was going to be a pain in the ass this carpet will be no pain in the ass it will come up in three minutes Uh, the big problem or the big chore here is moving shit i'm okay with that it's moving movies that is kind of still fun because you get to handle yeah. all your shit. Yeah. Everyone likes handling their own shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to add for this episode? I don't think so. Okay. Here's where we just hang out till it's good and awkward, and then we hit stop. Uh, Say something funny, bitch. I know. I know. I'm thinking. Um, my my sinuses are clear, so that there's no nose blowing. I don't need to hawk up anything. Uh, I'm not farty. That's a good thing. So my body's good. I'm good. Other than cool. What? What could I sing? What can I sing about? You do have a good body. Uh, oh yeah. Hey. <laughs> I'm now. I'm. I'm feeling a dance number coming on, like in climax. But I'm. Uh... I'm gonna edit it right there. Right there. I feel a dance number coming on, like climax, and it's that's that's gonna be the end. Oh okay. Really. Ah, we're going again, and it's maybe or maybe not. And it's like a, it's like a gun to my head, and it's like you're gonna like click. Oh, ooh, I didn't get my brains blown out that time. Oh, and then we keep going. It's like click. Yeah, and this is one of these. And then finally, the the show actually ends with boom, and Eugene's brains just go flying against the wall, and then. <laughs> Isn't that how it goes? No, no. See you next week. (laughs) Uh, Bye. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us, facebook.com 
backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.